Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I'm here back in better than ever. We got QB questions in New York, in San Francisco, in Tampa, in Green Bay, and other interesting places. Plus the soccer, the hashtag crew, and the great Dan Deardorff. It's a Tuesday. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. Right, only one place to start, of course, is with the NFL, where quarterback questions are running rampant, and I am smack dab in the middle of all of them. And here is my information man extraordinaire, NFL insider Dan Graziano, good enough to hang out with us after we wrap up. Get up. And, you know, look, Dan, I have to accept my share of responsibility for a lot of the drumming up of conversation that happens in sports today, right? Ideally. I I host these two hours every morning on ESPN, on television, and we start it. I mean, that's my job. My job is to create interesting conversation. And we've had... In the last couple of years, I guess going back to my Mike and Mike days, you know, there's players who just wind up in the in the grinder. Like they just, you know, Baker Mayfield falls mm. in that game. Players that we've just had in there, uh, Carson Wentz maybe yeah. in a slightly different way. And all of a sudden, it's my guy. Like here yeah. I am. Yeah. And, and, and I keep saying to everybody on the Get Up staff, you're there for our meetings. I mean, no one is, is a bigger part of what we do uh, all week long than Dan is. Oh, that's nice. Um, I keep saying to everybody, and you've heard me say it, like, how interesting is this to everyone? Because I'm so disproportionately yeah. affected by this. I sat there at dinner. Let me tell you about my night last night. Okay. My wife, my kids, and my dog are all in Evanston. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's Thanksgiving. We always wanted to take Phoebe out to visit the kids in college. So she's out there. I'm meeting them there Thursday. So I am completely by myself. I go out, I get some sushi for dinner last night. I'm just sitting by myself in the sushi restaurant. I'm eating, and I'm just tweeting back and forth with angry Jet fans. Oh, now, that's a mistake. Very unlike me, and I'm just sitting there going back and forth. Not angry. I mean, we're not fighting with yeah, each okay. other, although we disagree. What are we going to do? What is that going to do? They got to bench them. They got to not bench them. So I, this is, it's taken over my life, Dan. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me. Well, I don't know what I can do. I don't think the Jets have made their decision yet, uh, from what I understand. What's it going to be when they do? My best guess right now, and that's what all I've got is based on conversations I've had around the situation, is that he gets another week. But I think they want to see how these next couple of days go in terms of his reaction to everything that's going on. Does he realize that he has to do something different? Does he present himself differently to his coaches, to his teammates, to the public? Uh, and I think if he, if he does that, then he's got a chance to get the start against the Bears and put this thing back together. So, so- – I'll read you, or I won't read you, but I'll tell you what I tweeted yesterday while I'm at this sushi restaurant, and this is what started all the conversation. Because I agreed with that, mm-hmm. that I was, I, not only did I think, I was sure that they would continue to play him. Because I think it is in the Jets' long-term best interest. And while I understand Robert Sala is not the coach for the rest of his life, he's not getting fired after this year, no matter no, what happens. He's had fine. a magnificent year. So... I think that the best interest of the, the worst thing that can happen to the Jets is that they go into this offseason not knowing if he's going to be their quarterback or not. And that's what I think. And then the press conference that Salah is going to have that every coach has every single Monday gets delayed two hours. Yeah. And at the end of those two hours, he's noncommittal to the quarterback for the first time ever. Yeah. And what that says to me is things were so bad in the building that, that what he spent those two hours finding out 
is that if he just puts the kid back out there, he could have a mutiny in his yeah. own building. I have no inside information. That's my guess. No, I think it's safe to say they weren't spending that two hours discussing the offensive line rotation, <laughs> right? I mean, like, this is a major decision for the organization uh, what to do with the young quarterback. And I don't think there are any easy answers. I mean, it's very easy to pound the table and say, they have to bench him or they can't bench. But I think there's a lot to work through when you're actually in the building. You're responsible for the decision and you're responsible for the consequences of the decision on the player, on your other players, on your staff and yourself as a coach. So I think they're, I, I do think they're going through a lot of potential decisions here and weighing everything. I, I believe him when he says in his press conference that he has to look at everything and wasn't done doing that uh, last night. So fascinating. To see. I'm sure we'll know something tomorrow when they go out to practice, if not sooner. But uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's cut and dried. Oh, it's not. It's hard to believe that it's come to this. And this is the kind of decision that is also going to have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Sure. Uh, I've I've been around. Well, I'm not around. I mean, I've been a fan of this team far longer than Woody Johnson has owned it. And so I'm well aware that he gets involved in stuff like this. So he's going to have a say. The general manager, Mm -hmm. whose name is on that pick until the end of time. Yep. They had the second pick in the draft. And they took a guy who right now is a lot closer to being Jamarcus Russell than he is to being... Justin Fields. Someone else. Well, that's the worst part <laughs> right? of it. Is I mean, that, seriously. In that, and, and Mac Jones. I mean, yeah. Mac Jones Mac Jones, a punching bag for reasons I'm not sure I 100% get. Maybe it's because he's got kind of a goofy yeah. manner about him. People, There's a lot of people don't like the Patriots, want to see him fail. That, but that's Mac Jones, thing. first of yeah. all, was 100 times better last year than Zach Wilson yeah. was. A hundred times better Sunday than Zach Wilson was. Mm-hmm. He, in a, on a windy day when you would think the guy with the good arm should be the one handling it, Mac Jones actually played fine, and he was under duress. Yeah. That's an understatement from what that Jet defense was doing to him. So, I mean, both Mac Jones and Justin Fields, who were drafted behind the kid, and the only other one is, is the kid who hasn't played at all, basically, is Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, right. They've both been way better than Zach Wilson, and the general manager has to be willing to own that. Right. So these meetings, when they happen, it's not just as simple as Robert Sala, the head coach, deciding who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. He ultimately gets the final decision on that? We assume. We assume. <laughs> yeah. He should, if, if the organization is running properly. But it's a big decision that affects the organization in ways that go beyond this Sunday. So, yes, I think the owner whose money this is uh, is involved. I think the GM whose pick this is is involved. And I think they have to discuss all of the ramifications for the team, for the organization, uh, going beyond just this week uh, before they make a decision like that. All right. So you can be a part of Greeny Nation, the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Actually, a good way you can chime in today is on my Twitter page. I'm on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. And when I'm not busy going back and forth with fans as I was yesterday, I put a poll up today. Question of the day. Oh, yeah. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. If you were the coach of the Jets, who would be your starting quarterback this week? Who you got? Zach, Flacco, Mike White. I put those three options up there. Uh, the votes are coming in, and you, I've got an hour and a half left, and we'll see how the Jet fans, I certainly have a lot of them who follow me on Twitter. You can cast your vote again on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. Let's go to some other of the issues around the league. Um 49ers look awfully good last night. They did. And I felt like you were not as impressed 
as I've been based upon the level of competition. We've known each other a few years. Yes. You, you know how I feel about reacting off of one game, one performance, right? right? Like the 49ers are 6-4. and four. I think they look pretty good going forward. I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's playing better than we're used to seeing him play, mm-hmm. which would give them a chance to, yes, elevate beyond where we've seen them go, but they still tied for first place in their division. Uh, they're still well behind in the, in the overall standings, behind Philadelphia, behind Dallas, behind Minnesota. I, I think they have more to show. But, yes, if they could play the way they played last night, they're going to be formidable. I, I think it was set up well for them last night. Arizona is a team that uh, is not very good. It was playing its backup quarterback. Uh, seems to be entering that phase of the season where some of the teams that aren't in contention start to feel a little less enthusiastic about tackling. And I think yeah. on some of the play, and the 49ers are yards after the catch offense. I think mm-hmm. it played well into their hands last night. Not to downgrade it, I'm just saying, like, I would like to see it more consistently over a period of weeks before I really buy in to the extent that a lot of people seem to be on so the 49ers. I understand what you're saying. They've won five out of seven, including three in a row, mm-hmm. as they get healthy, Great. and now with the acquisition of McCaffrey. And, and here's, the, here's the reason that I see it a little differently, or at least that I'm more optimistic or confident or whatever the word is. This is a team that has proven it can go on the road and win playoff games, as yep. evidenced by the fact that they did it last year in, in Dallas and in San Francisco, or excuse me, in Green Bay. Yep. And we're very close to winning in L.A., although that's basically a home game for them. Um, <laughs> and I think they're better than they were then. The acquisition of McCaffrey, I think, makes a big difference. I think Ayuk has really emerged as a better player than at least I knew him to be. Debo Samuel is terrific. He was then, too. Kittle is terrific. He was then, too. If the defense is healthy, they are it's as very good, good as any yes. in the conference. Yes. So... You know, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're I'm not sure they're where in, they can't go win. They're in the mix. I mean, there's no question about it. They're in the mix. I just, I mean, we've seen it with Garoppolo. We've seen when they've had to rely on him to make a throw in the playoffs. It hasn't always uh, worked out. I, I, I mean, you know, we know, we know for that the 49ers, based on the move they made to draft Trey Lance last year, we know that they have their doubts about Garoppolo's ability to get them where they want to go. So we'll see how it goes. Again, he, he looks pretty sharp, like in ways that. I wouldn't have said last year or the year before, so maybe they've, maybe they've lucked into something here. But I still think, as impressive as they were last night, they were not as impressive as the Dallas Cowboys were the day before. On the road, a real road game against a team that was 8-1. and one. I think that performance, if you, if you want to watch the 49ers Week 11 performance and love them then I think you got to feel the same way or better about the Cowboys. I think that's completely fair. Greeny with you here, Dan Graziano in our studio as we look at some of the big picture questions around the NFL. The Aaron Rodgers of it all is really interesting to me. And I, and I sure. always, you know, you're, you're, um, you have done great reporting for us on the Packers over the years, I, you know, and you're very connected within the organization. And so I just, your sense is that Rodgers is back for another season next season because they're one loss away from this season being in every conceivable way, over. Yeah, I think that's the strong likelihood, and it has been since he signed that contract in March and decided to stay rather than force his way out or retire. I mean, it's always possible he could decide, hey, guys, I'm, I'm done. I'm gonna... But it doesn't feel like that's the kind of thing he's going to do after a bad year, which is what they seem to be having. So, yeah, I, I think a contract that's going to pay him $60 million next year should be an enticement to come back. Yeah. And I think that's the Packers hope. I think they still feel like they have a good nucleus there and they'll have a good roster next year. And if this year doesn't work out, which it appears that it won't, uh, that they can run it back with a guy that was MVP the last two years. And the other aging legend, which is Brady, you were telling me this morning, you think him returning to Tampa is unlikely. I do. I, I think, look, he already 
seemed to want out last offseason, right? He, he did actually announce his retirement. Mm-hmm. And, and we know, you know, that, that there was some smoke with him possibly going to Miami. So I don't think he's going to end up Miami now. I think that situation is settled. But I, I do think if he decides to come back and play at 46, which he might not, like he might, at some point he is going to retire and stay retired. Uh, but if he does, I think it would probably be with a different team. Yes. And, and then the final one here, as we sort of look around the, the landscape of things, um, one of the things we're going to talk about later is under the radar teams, but you brought it up. Actually, I think it was in your overreaction column that I first started thinking about this one way or the other. The team no one's talking about is Cincinnati, which probably oh, yeah. suits them just fine because a year ago at this time, no one was talking about them and they wound up basically one play away from winning the championship. Uh, that kid is so good. I mean, Burrow. Bro. Oh, goodness. We allowed ourselves, not we, I allowed myself to forget that at the beginning of the season because he had the appendectomy. Yeah. He missed the whole training camp. He wasn't there. The season starts. He doesn't look nearly Lousy as sharp. Week one, right? Yeah, and he Four doesn't look seven. as sharp. And I'm yeah. thinking, you know, and there are so many quarterbacks who, you know, you're kind of blinded. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes over here. and like Jalen Hurts all of a sudden. And we forgot about Burrow. This is why we don't want to react to individual games. We I keep know. the big picture. But it's so in mind. hard to do, Dan, because it. it of and course, I think no, you now are starting absolutely. to understand my side of this a little more. Like, you're a reporter. Absolutely. You cover games every week. You spend all week preparing for that game. You can take a step back. When, and, but now you sort of live my life with me a lot. Um, it's, it's a lot more fun. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun because... <laughs> Riding the wave. I, well, everything... I have to fill two hours today, no matter sure. what. I am a professional overreactor. You can't <laughs> not react because the answer to a question on Get Up, if I ever ask Marcus Spears, hey, Marcus, what do you, how, how good do you think these 49ers are? And he says, yeah. Greedy, check back with me in three weeks and I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, we're going off the air. It's really a miracle I've survived as long as I have on the show. <laughs> so, no, but you bring sort of a... You bring a reasonableness. Imagine, imagine Michael Irvin, like... Hey, Michael, what did you think of that Cowboys game yesterday? Like, eh, it, was, it was fine. I didn't really feel one way or the other about it. Was it an overreact. What, what did he say? He was a, uh, an overcomer. He's an overcomer. He's uh, an overcomer. There's nothing better. All right. Graz, if something comes <laughs> anyway, yes, out of Burrow, they know they can do it. He's good. Yeah. All right. If something comes out of Jersey today on this jet thing, I'll call let you me. Know. All right. Yeah, just text me. Yeah, and you're all we'll, by yourself at home anyway. We'll so. see if we have the news. Well, no, but I mean in the next hour and 45 right. minutes, I'll come I'm going to be in. sitting I'll here. Be, I'll be down oh, you're here all day. Oh, yeah, okay, all day. break this. I'll do Let's my break best. this thing. Call Salah and just say, <laughs> I'll give, him, I'm sure give me the information. All right. Let me shoot him a text. Outstanding. Thank you. Again, my question of the day is up on Twitter. We'll talk about that. We'll get the votes of the hashtag crew. Again, I. I have more on this story that has consumed my life completely. We will also have a green light today and a lot more. Stay there. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Broken play. Mark Sanchez scrambles up the middle. Lost the football. It's picked up. He ran right to the back of Brandon Moore. Fumbled the ball. It's picked up and running into the end zone with the loose ball for a touchdown is Steve Gregory. Are you kidding me? What the hell was that? Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Bubba, why do we just play that? Oh, we just like to celebrate anniversaries on this show, and it's the uh, 10-year anniversary, so... Today is the ten year anniversary of the butt fumble. Ten year anniversary, yeah. So we just want to get, just want to make sure everyone is aware. Ten year anniversary. Hold on, hold on, hold no on. No correlation to how the Jets are doing right now. So let's let's just take a, a step back for a moment here. Okay, we are approaching the Thanksgiving holiday. We have the assembled members of the hashtag crew here. Bubba is here. Hembo is here. Nuno is here. You know, Bubba, how I am feeling right now. My team is causing me. Almost unprecedented angst, misery, concern, sleeplessness. I mean, I am struggling right now. And so you thought to yourself, this might be fun. I will play the play-by-play of the butt fumble, the literal worst moment in the history of the franchise, and maybe any franchise, because... I just think that will cheer Greeny up. Like, what was it you were trying well, to no, accomplish? Like I said, no, no correlation to how the Jets are doing right now. Just completely separate things, and we're just celebrating the 10th anniversary of a historic when, moment. When you say celebrated, yeah, it was a it was a it was a big moment in NFL history. So. I don't, I don't. Th- we're not celebrating anything. To be very clear, this is not a celebrate. This is not an event that is worthy of celebration. I mean, I'm trying to think of other tragic events. I don't want to conflate like legitimate tragedy with sports tragedy, but I mean, in Buffalo, they don't celebrate the day that Scott Norwood missed a field goal that would have won the Super Bowl, right? Do we have Bill Buckner Day in October in Boston? Like, why would we have butt fumble commemoration right now on a show where the host is a Jet fan, Bubba? I don't understand the thinking behind this. You know, we're just we're just all about celebrating anniversaries here. You know, if it's a Jets call, it's a Jets call. If it's an Eagles call, it's an Eagles call. If it's uh, you know, well, why don't Mets we call, celebrate the call. anniversary of when Dez caught the ball at Lambeau Field and absolutely should have advanced the Cowboys to the NFC Championship game, and they overruled it in one of the worst uses of instant replay that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, Bubba, and yet every single year that day comes. It's got to be sometime in January. Yeah, so when that day comes, we'll play that and we'll have a great time. You're going to play that? Sure. You will play that. It's a big anniversary show, yeah. You are the person who's going to hit play on that. I, I don't I find see why that, not. I don't know. Somehow I feel like we have been on in January each of the last two years, and I don't recall hearing. I think it was probably weekends. You know, the way the calendar falls, it was probably a weekend. <laughs> of those days. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Look, 
I promise, first of all, for everyone around the country, I'm not going to spend the whole show on this because it's, it's, it's my lot in life. It's not yours. Um, but I, I do feel the need to say a few more things about it, and then I want all the members of the hashtag crew to vote, and then we will get uh, on the question of the day, and then we will get to a couple of other things. Here's the thing. Like, I don't know exactly what this says about me, but I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about this and could not fall back asleep. I'm a, a busy, active person with an extraordinary life. Things could not be going better. There has never been a time in my already blessed life in which things are going better in the big picture than they are for me right now. And yet, I am miserable. I am, I am flabbergasted. I am so unhappy walking around. I'm walking the streets of the city yesterday. It's cold. Like the cold is kind of like to your bones. You know, that kind of cold, like the kind of cold that you know that even when you get inside and it's warm there, you're not going to feel warm. You're still going to feel cold for a long time. It was that kind of cold in the city yesterday. And I'm just walking around and I'm sitting in a restaurant by myself and I tweet something. And you know my rule. I never look at the responses because they're always awful. But yesterday, I got nothing else to do, so I started seeing him, and I'm like, no, this guy's an idiot, and now I'm writing back to him, and I'm writing back to him. I'm Kevin Durant, sitting in a freaking sushi restaurant yesterday on 20th Street, and I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I'm KD, yelling back at Jet fans who were telling me I'm an idiot. So this is where I am. So I need some resolution. I can't go on like this. Sunday's a long way off. I got to get through Thanksgiving. I got stuff I got to do. So here's the question. Sunday's game could either be Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields, a fascinating matchup of two highly drafted, highly touted first-round quarterbacks from a year ago, or it could be Trevor Simeon versus Mike White, which is much less interesting in every conceivable way. Now, I'm a Trevor Simeon fan because he went to Northwestern and all the rest of that. But I certainly understand why for the rest of the country, the opportunity to see this Justin Fields phenom that a lot of people aren't watching because the game isn't national because the Bears haven't had a great season. Oh, I'd like to see him play. Oh, I want to see the Zach Wilson. Everyone's talking. Or we're going to get Mike White against Trevor Simeon. So the field situation is an injury. It's a shoulder. We'll check in in Chicago on that. But right now, I'm going to have the members of the hashtag crew vote. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. The question of the day is a simple one. It's on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. Hembo, if you were the coach of the Jets, who would your starting quarterback be on Sunday? Zach, Flacco, or Mike White? Mike White. Mike White is the answer to that question because based upon everything that we have seen, Mike White, politics aside, gives the Jets the best chance to win. The Jets have scored 30 points four times over the last two years. Two of those four games were Mike White starts last year. He only started three games. He actually played pretty well. Lit up the scoreboard against Cincinnati and Buffalo. Like, he played well. We know Zach Wilson is not at all playing well right now. And we also know that the Jets' defense is so good that you just have to not get awful quarterback play to win. So we have this stat called QBR. We use it all the time. It scales 0 to 100. And the Jets this season are undefeated. They're 6-0 and when their quarterback posts a QBR of at least 30. <laughs> 30. Which, which is well below average, to be clear. 50 is average. Which is, if you can get a baseline of literally Davis Mills, the Jets have not lost a game this season. So that speaks volumes about just how bad Zach has been. Mm-hmm. It's not just the attitude. He's been that bad on the field. So that's a vote for Mike White, which would have been 
third on my list at the beginning. <laughs> it was I would have gone to Flacco because at least he has some experience. But you're actually kind of making me think maybe a little differently here. Let's go to Nuno. Hashtag Nuno, cast your vote. Who should the quarterback be? If the quarterback is not Zach Wilson and against a team, potentially against Justin Fields, who who is a guy that you should have you could have drafted and most say you probably should have drafted. Not only will Zach Wilson not be on this team, if I know he's done a great job, but I would have to reconsider the fact that Joe Douglas screwed this up and took this guy over Justin Fields. So you're you're opening yourself up for a lot of other questions if it's not Zach Wilson. Yeah. They're not firing Joe Douglas though, to be clear. I mean, Joe Douglas has hit on so many picks that the, the the roster turnaround of the New York Jets, and it's one of the reasons why this is such an incredibly important story, has been so remarkable. I mean, unbelievable how quickly he has turned this team from the worst in the NFL to a legitimately loaded roster that an average quarterback might win. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo, we can debate all the time whether he's a quarterback you win because of a, big, a quarterback you win with. A qu- the point that you just made, Hembo, is that a quarterback you can win with could win the championship with this freaking group because they're that level of good. They'd be 8-2 and two right now with an average quarterback. Right. And unfortunately, our quarterback has been well, well, well below average. What are the, Just out of curiosity, what are the two games they wouldn't have won? I'm thinking Baltimore week one and Cincinnati week three. Is that what? Okay, so yeah. just those two. They beat New England both times. Zach didn't play in either of those games. Right. One more vote on this, and then we'll move on to other things. Go ahead, Bubba. Who would you – despite your – bordering on insane selection of uh, sound bites to have played this morning, who would you vote for? Yeah, I think to me, I'm kind of like where uh, Graziano was. I don't think we know the answer yet because I think it all depends on what Zach does in these next couple days. If Zach doesn't address a team, doesn't apologize and acts the same way, I think you have to start Flacco. I'm not going Mike Wade. I'm going Flacco because right now with this team, Salas, they, they have a chance to lose the entire locker room. And this team is right now, they're not, rebuilding they have a chance to win like Hembo saying with those stats so you can't afford to just keep throwing someone out there just for the sake of the long-term future and lose the entire locker room now if, if Zach does do what everyone wants him to do and addresses the locker room and apolog- and just says look I'm here you know then I would start him but if he doesn't do any of those things and continues not to show that he's a leader I think you got to go Flacco or else you're going to uh, possibly alienate the entire locker room and it'll com- completely collapse. All right, so so that's three votes right there for three different people. Um, <laughs> cast your vote at ESPN Green. That's why it makes it an interesting question. And and don't ask me. I'm asking you because I don't know. I don't know what the right thing is to do. And my I feel like in so many ways my entire life hangs in the balance. So cast your vote on Twitter at ESPN Greeny, and we'll see where this thing winds up. I'll close the balloting uh, towards the end of the show today so we still have over an hour greeny presented by progressive insurance progressive commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options an easy to use mobile app personalized discounts and more get a quote in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations the scoop here's the scoop as the day was going on yesterday in all honesty i i will always be honest with you i forgot the world cup was happening i i completely forgot until at one point I walked by a bar and the game was on and I thought, oh, the game is on and the Americans are playing. There has never been a World Cup. 
that has gotten as little attention in the overall as this is. And I guess because it's usually in the summertime and because in this country it competes, it doesn't even really compete with some of the major sports. It can't compete with the attention that football and basketball and everything else are going to get. But the American team, like we're not going to pretend it's not happening. And we do have Nuno, who is something of a soccer analyst or at least a soccer expert. So let me ask you for those. I had a million people ask me this question and I don't know the answer to it. The U.S. finishing in a 1-1 draw with Wales. Uh, The Welsh scored a goal on a penalty kick by Gareth Bale late in the game. He's someone even I know. He's a big star. So a 1-1 tie in a group that has England and Iran in it. Was that as bad a result for the U.S. as I perceived it to be when I first heard about it? How would you describe where we sit after one game? If you watch that game, it's disappointing because... The U.S. team played so well; they should have scored, uh, you know, should have scored more than a goal. Um, but the fact that what I th- you're still feeling good about yourself because yes, you have England on Friday, um, and most pundits, quote unquote, don't think you're going to win that game. But you'll face a a team against Iran in your last game where you know goal differential will be the key, probably. So it's how many goals can you score in a game like that? But I think. You know, you see the talent, you see the ability. There was some questionable decision making by the 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 coach and who he and some of his subs and some of the guys he didn't use. But like, but I think overall you should feel pretty good about this team. So I was reading in the Times on Sunday that this we are like the youngest team we've ever been. I, I think we're the youngest or second youngest team in the whole tournament, and that a lot of what you're seeing in this World Cup is really on some level intended to be building towards the next one when it's here. So the next World Cup, which is, of course, is four years away, will be in the United States. And um, that there are so many really, really good young players that they put on this team. And maybe part of the thinking was in order to build for that. Now, I also saw, because, again, I'm not a person who knows a lot about international soccer. I don't pretend that I do. I appreciate the sport, but it's not something I follow closely. But even I know that Lionel Messi is among the handful of greatest players that ever lived and that this is his last ever World Cup with Argentina. And they lost, do I have this right, Nuno, to Saudi Arabia in what I'm seeing described in some places as maybe the biggest upset in the history of the World Cup. Argentina is a perennial power. They have the legendary player and they lose to Saudi Arabia. Is that as big an upset as I think it to be? It is one of the biggest upsets ever uh, in World Cup history. I was trying to equate it to what it would be within the um, within uh, sports or American sports. Maybe something like a St. Peter's going on that type of run, right? I saw looking at Caesars odds because they were at twenty five to win this game. They were at a you know plus twenty. It was twenty five to one. It's kind of like if an AFC South team was to win the Super Bowl. I think they're, that division's odds at 25-1, to 1, which would be unexpected. Argentina was the second favorite going into this. Um, people thought that they were going, like, a lot of people picked them. So it And the way that first half went where they dominated and could have been up 3-4-0, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the biggest shocks that you'll see. Hembo, you have anything to add to this? Yes, we can contextualize this with some with some more numbers. So Argentina had been on a 36-game unbeaten streak, which was the second longest ever. It's their first loss in an opener since 1990, and remarkably their first loss in a World Cup match in which it led at halftime since the 1930 final. Hmm. 
and they've got the great players. So uh-huh. does this mean they're not going to get out of their group? I mean, no, I, no, I know no. they're in trouble, but they still could. And they have but Mex- should they? Yeah, they have Mexico and Poland next. They they should come out of this group. Though the weird stuff, and we won't get into it. It just becomes seed and wise when you get into the knockout stages, and it might actually help them versus you know be a hindrance for them at this point in time. So um, they still should get out of it. It'll be interesting, and I can't wait for in a couple weeks once the knockout stages come and they team loses on a penalty shootout we'll have the conversation on the show that it is the worst way to uh, to decide a winner right not true that's the one soccer conversation i'm always good for (laughs) um look at the end of the day i don't know what it is i don't i don't know if it's the time of year i don't know if it's the extraordinarily distaste uh bad taste that you are left with with everything that goes on surrounding this event and where it was where it is being held and why it's being held there and everything else for whatever reason every time I come across it like when I came across it in the paper on Sunday I, I sit there and read I'm I'm an old man I actually still sit there and read a newspaper on Sunday mornings every time I came across it I'm always like oh that's right that's going on you know it's, uh, and we don't at ESPN we don't have the rights to show you any of it because that stuff is so exclusive so one way or another we, we will continue to keep you apprised certainly uh, to at least some degree as far as how the uh, the American team is doing. As we continue, the likeliest Super Bowl matchup would be maybe the best game ever. We'll explain why as we continue. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, right, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio. The number one trending topic in the world is Argentina. The number two trending topic, oh, not in the world, just in the U.S., the number one trending topic is Argentina. The number two is Saudi Arabia. So uh, people in this country are talking about it. Again, it is one of the biggest upsets in the history of sports has taken place at the World Cup. In this country, it will make barely a ripple. Uh, it is worth pointing out, however, Nuno, that uh, you and, and a lot of other people, you know, you love this stuff. And I wonder, is is there something that could happen that would make this sport um, meaningfully bigger in the United States than it is? Like, it is a clear amongst team sports, a clear fifth in this country, right? There's football, Mm -hmm. basketball, baseball, hockey, and then soccer. Unless I'm even forgetting something, right? So it's a clear fifth. Could could there be any time in our lifetime? No, no, you're going to live another, I think you got a good six, eight months easy. Um, Could you see a time, (laughs) could you see a time when soccer surpasses hockey and becomes that level of popular in this country in the mainstream? I don't because of the fact that Unlike these other sports, like unlike the NBA, unlike baseball, the best players in the world don't play here. That's right? what needs to change. So, like, right. That, that, that was going to be my next question is if, if – so the MLS, I, I know a lot of people who are huge soccer fans, and a lot of young people I know are way into international soccer, and I genuinely think the video game is a huge driver of that, the FIFA game. Um, and so they know the, the Premier League, but they don't know the MLS. If we ever got to a point where someone – I don't know, I'm making this up – Jeff Bezos buys Major League Soccer – and decides we're going to start paying salaries. We're going to we're going to live this thing, right? We're going to make MLS the live golf tour of of soccer, and we're going to go out there and whoever that Killian Mbappe and all these people are, and they're going to come play in Miami and New York and in Chicago and here and there. Would that change it? I think that would. But you got to one of the fascinating things about yesterday, if I'm not wrong. Uh, 
is that 10 out of the 11 USA starters don't play, you know, play overseas. I right. think there was only one, uh, you know, currently play overseas. Uh, so, like, I don't I, – it has to be that. It has to be we need to have those players and across the league. And, and, and I think that will be the only way, but I don't think it ever gets there because the money in England, especially in England, is so huge because a lot of these teams are owned and – it, it's are owned by countries, so like, so they have the ability to spend whatever they want. Some of them are owned by American billionaires too, right? So right, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I will leave it there. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but it is it is somewhat interesting to me. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is Bubba, you are in some trouble. So Kathy Leo Grande, you heard her on this show yesterday. She's Allie's mom. Uh, her daughter is the producer of Get Up and one of my favorite people in the world. And Kathy is a crazy Jet fan who called in yesterday and was, like all other Jet fans, incredibly upset about the Zach Wilson thing. She just tweeted, seriously? Happy anniversary of the butt fumble? What am I even listening to? Sanctions should be imposed. I agree. Well, I mean, to be clear, I didn't say happy. I just said it was an anniversary. I believe I, I let you guys. You said what it celebrate. Was. You said we are celebrating the anniversary. No, we are celebrating. It doesn't mean it's a happy one. Yes, it does. Celebration by definition means happy. Celebration and happy are, are I'm not. I'm just playing the cut. You know, if, if the Jets had won five straight, we'd still play it. You no, know? we it's would just, not. No, you wouldn't. It's just no. unfortunate timing. I don't know what you guys want from me. You I'm going to suggest the sanctions. Because we were just talking here during the break, and I, I asked Bubba a question, and Nuno said, Bubba's not in the room. He's off getting a cookie. Hmm. So I think that the sanctions need to be dietary. I think that we need to install a no, uh, the punishment must be, I want cookies eaten in front of Bubba every day for the remainder of this week, and Bubba not to be allowed to partake in said cookies. What, Nuno, what are you? Because you're going to be the one in charge of enforcing this. Because you guys are in the same place. How do you feel about those sanctions? Well, we got to find someone to eat them because it's not going to be me. No, I, I want other people from all over the building. What I will do is I will make an announcement to all people working in Bristol, Connecticut. We will get cookies brought to that studio. Please come to this to the to the control room. What control room are you guys in? What what's it called? We are in control uh, radio control room two. Go to radio control room two in building two and at at and right now and there are just cookies that everyone can come and enjoy and Bubba must just sit there and watch everyone eat the cookies. I think you deserve that as a punishment for the error of your ways, Bubba. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's a little harsh. I mean, I was just going to suggest I'll, I won't do the show Friday. How about, you know, how about that? I'll take Friday off. You know? gonna, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. That was like the time Golik decided he was going to give up coleslaw for Lent. Okay. It's not exactly, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't exactly, <laughs> wasn't exactly the way that whole system, like I'm not an expert in Lent, but I, <laughs> I just know that's not the way that's supposed to no, work. No, it's not. <laughs> We just lost Hembo. You Sorry, were going to no, say no. something, and then you, you choked on your own saliva. I already forget my train of thought. I, I, don't, I, I think when Bubba says, though, we, we celebrate anniversaries on the show, like, I don't remember ever having done it before. No, like, we never did When's the last before? time we did a stock call on the anniversary of anything? Literally never. Literally, Literally never. No, oh, he a, does it in new, Who You Got. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. No, yeah. that's his Who You no, no, But in Who You Got, in fairness to him, Who You Got is always 64 yeah, years that, ago that, last point, Wednesday. Yeah. Right. That's always his. That's always his sort of in to whatever but the it's who you got. Never an is. accompanying sock call with the worst memory of Greenie's existence. As no, a that's fan. true. That's true. That was a Thanksgiving night for anyone who doesn't remember it. That game was a Thanksgiving night, and I was sitting in a hotel room. We were in the city having Thanksgiving with my parents, and there isn't enough room in the in the apartment that my parents lived in. Um, the apartment I grew up in, there wasn't enough room for 
Stace and me and the kids. So we're like in a hotel room a block from where I grew up, which is a ridiculous place to be in the first place. And we're sitting there and I'm watching that happen. <laughs> and, and now Bubba is making me relive it on the 10-year anniversary. So Fiction. I agree with, I want cookies delivered to the control room. I'll pay for them. I want the cookies in the control room and I want everyone else eating them. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.